I have missed. I have missed the sound. Ladies and gentlemen, we back. We back, baby. Season three premiere of the three in one podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, he is Mr. Slow Grind himself, international Ian Lamont Morgan. Slow Grind, what's up, people? Glad to be back. And now he hails from Cincinnati, but now he's now here in the capital city of Columbus, Ohio. But he never forgets the home team. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Joe Burrow. He is here, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? It's good to be back with all of you. And it's your boy here in the capital city by way of six other states. It's Malcolm Morgan. <laughs> Hand claps for me. Oh, God. You guys, I've I've missed this quite a bit. I've missed getting on this podcast and uh, talking with my brothers about sports. So let's see. Um, we're going to start off just running through everything that's happened in the last year and a half. So let's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Good God. So I had a baby. <laughs> that I did. Wait, is that was was Levi not here when we were podcasting before? He was. No, he, he definitely was. was. Okay. <laughs> I know. No, that was that was a full purpose <laughs> So um yeah guys, we're back. We've missed you guys. We've missed doing this. Um so now we get to bring back our uh sports takes, our um our hot takes. Yeah. Keeping our same energy um for the pod today. Um how y'all feeling? Man, I mean, yeah, Malcolm, it's good to be back, you know, chatting sports ball. You know, COVID-19 has happened and uh, threatened most of our, you know, sports watching. But uh, it's good to have some NBA back. uh, And we'll see how uh, college football and NFL season, how that's going to turn out. I don't know, man. I don't know. man. we'll enjoy it while it lasts, at least. (laughs) Right. Three weeks. Three solid ones. (laughs) So while we're talking. I'm feeling good. I'm uh six months of quarantine and got nothing. On Man, me. All right. That's my quote. Put it on the t-shirt. Yep. Santa Claus ain't got nothing on this. Um. All right. Well, let's get started with NFL. NFL is back. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, we just finished week two, but the big storyline was not so much the games, but the injuries. Just a huge rash of injuries. Just to name a few, we had Christian McCaffrey go down. Saquon Barkley's out for the year. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas for the 49ers are out for the year. On top of Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt. On top of Raheem Mostert getting hurt. On top of Tevin, Tevin Coleman getting hurt. And that's just the 49ers. Um, <laughs> oh, right, Jesus. Right. It was a crazy weekend for injuries, guys. Is there anything we can pull from the way this season started and the way these injuries have happened, is there anything we can pull from that as to why this is happening right now? I mean, I think you got to – no preseason, of course, uh, and a very abbreviated OTA period. So these guys are going out there very raw. Of course, they had you know some of their scrimmages and all those things. But uh, I think we've learned, even though I despise the preseason, the NFL preseason at least, to – at least two weeks is probably, you know, needed for these guys to be, you know, healthy for them to, you know, get their, you know, legs up under them. Uh, I mean, I've seen quite a few cramp cramps as well during all the games I was watching. Um, shout out to Sunday mm-hmm. Ticket. It's way too expensive, but it's great. Anyways, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's rough. I feel bad for a lot of those players. You know, they were th- a lot was thrown at them this offseason. Um, but yeah, we probably at least need to see two. Now I don't know about four preseason games, but <laughs> two. I think two is a pretty good, decent number. Which is funny because like one of the big things players are trying to avoid is doing the preseason so that they, they don't get hurt. Yeah, but it sounds like that might be one of the factors for why these guys are getting hurt. What you yep. think? What you think, Ian? Yeah, no, nah, it, it's amazing. Um, going in, I mean, all of the talk was about conditioning and mm-hmm. stuff like that whether or not guys are going to be sloppy tackling, you know, um, how in sync offenses were going to look. And people were scoring just fine. Right. Just had issues, you know, not suffering soft tissue issues, uh, soft tissue injuries that were going to keep them up for the year. So it's, uh, 
Yeah, it was rough, man. Um, I'm, you know, I'm an avid fantasy football player. Yeah. But aside from that, just just love the game, you know, love keeping up with stuff. And I mean, I'm just getting update after update after update. And you know, uh, guys who are already out are, are, you know, Michael Thomas was was tweeting, just telling guys, you know, he was praying and everything like that. You know, prayers up for these guys. And then after that, you know, that's that's maybe two thirty. We still had 19 more injuries to go. It, it was wild. Uh, but, um, no, I, I just did this period will definitely be studied. I started thinking about contributions to, you know, forward movement of the game and how to protect guys a little bit better. And clearly this amount of layoff was uh, – part of you start to wonder if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I know the ruthless football fan in us wants, to, wants more and more and more. We're on to the next week, but – yeah, you know these guys that are putting their their lives on on their bodies on the line to entertain us, man. You you got to start to feel a little bit of remorse, but uh, other than still, them being paid millions to to do it, you know, you got to take the good with the bad end, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, understandably, but you know, you you that even that you don't want to put your investments in a position where they are you know, doing something that's detrimental to their health. They got long-term, you know, money into these guys. And so from a team perspective, I'm sure they'll be studying it harder than anybody um, trying to see the effects of this thing. But, yeah, man, completely unprecedented amount of injuries, especially for this this early in the season without the wear and tear that we see later on. Yep. And it's the – I mean, think about the caliber of players. We're talking about two of the top three or four running backs in the league with Barkley and – and McCaffrey, most are having a great game. Absolutely, when he got hurt, great season actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so yep. it's like you, you we're not just seeing like random guys getting hurt, but like uh, elite. You know, Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa he's an elite, yeah. elite players getting hurt. Yep. Um, and then I think you know the other thing to look at is this in the 49ers situation is that MetLife Field early before that game started, they were complaining about the condition of the field, yep. and then for them to leave there with what was it ended up being seven or eight players all hurt. Yep. Um, and they have to play there again this week against the Jets um, or against yeah. the Giants. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that the league is going to have to look at. Um, yeah. And on top of not maybe being in the best shape, that's another factor that we have to look at as Absolutely. well. Um, Absolutely. So which, so we've already seen kind of um, Devonte Freeman. He got picked up by the Giants. Yes. Um, I know that was headline news for Ian. Um, he wanted to talk about that pretty heavily. So Ian, we're going to clear the floor. Talk about uh, Devontae Freeman and how he's going to lead the Giants to the Super Bowl. Well, uh, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity. Uh, comeback <laughs> season, baby. Oh, man. Um, so what um, do you guys, are there any moves you guys are looking at or any teams that really need to make a move to kind of fill the gap um, with some of these injuries? I know my 49ers, they picked up um, Ziggy Ansa mm-hmm. um, and then promoted Deion Jordan uh, from the practice squad, but yep. is there any other free agents you see out there that are going to be able to fill some of these voids um, for some of these teams? Ooh, man, I, I, first of all, Devontae Freeman was huge because um, not only is he a a solid quick back, but he's very heavy in the pass catching mm-hmm. game, just like Saquon would have been. So fantasy lovers, you know, <laughs> hey, he's a name right now. You should probably be grabbing in your fantasy leagues. I know I had to pick him up in one league. Um, but I'm trying to think about other running backs. Now, I, Des Bryant will be an interesting name yeah. uh, for receivers. Um, so going down the stretch, if, you know, teams are pretty weak at receiver, Des Bryant is out there. Um I'm honestly trying to think of any other like big name that yeah. really is is out there. I can't think of any right now. I think Dez will probably be the the main one. AB <laughs> ain't no one picking up AB. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I, mean, I would love to have AB with the Bengals. I would love to see AB with a lot of different teams, but most of these locker rooms are like heck, you know. <laughs> That's funny. That was actually my. Uh, I was gonna bring up AB. I it, it sounds crazy. It does. But you just never know. Um, in this in this day and time, I know. Uh, one injury I was looking at. Uh, just completely under the radar. I think. Uh, Paris Campbell was playing yeah. really good. He was for Indiana. Yep. And uh, Philip Rivers, we know how he likes to chuck the ball. So, uh, again, with lack of receiving talent on the free agent block, uh, I'm really really curious to see what it is that they'll do. Um, I think one of the best names I saw out there was maybe Taylor Gabriel. Um, mm, yeah. And, and I don't think Muhammad Sanu signed anywhere. No, he's, he's with Niners. the 49ers. We yeah. got him. <laughs> we got him. Oh, 
just goes just goes to show you uh, <laughs> who's really watching the night. No, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean guys like Demarius Thomas. Yeah, um, he's still out there. You know, might pop up, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering because I have my eye on Indy. Of course, they they suffered an injury to Marlon Mack, you know, one week, and and you know they've got guys going down left and right, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who emerges. Um, I think uh, Terrell Pryor's still out there. Uh, wow. The last yeah, one the past. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. with the pass, Malcolm. I mean, did, did he play last year? <laughs> was he on a roster, no, I think? I don't think he was last year. Okay, maybe not. I just wanted to get a shout-out. I have faith in Hey. Well, I could tell you, like, looking at some of the uh, big-time, like, playmaking um, names you really just see, you know, honestly, Darius Geis, he's out there. Oh, well, he's got that whole off the field situation. Yeah, which yeah. is probably, he's probably not getting another job. Yeah. Sorry, brother. Uh, Lamar Miller, his name is still out there yeah. as a running back. You know, he can, yeah. he can yeah. be okay. Um, yeah, Muhammad Sanu and Demarius Thomas, those were pretty good names. So, in a ter- in sense of, you know, Playmaking ability; yeah. those those will probably be some of the Quincy and Noon. Well, he's out. He's also out there as a little mm-hmm. receiver. So, a couple guys, but not many. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens as the season goes on. I think you know we hope that there's not, but there's probably going to be more injuries as we go down the line, and that's where I think we'll see the Des Bryant of the world. And once again, you never know how these guys are going to help you out on the field. I mean, right. for us, for the 49ers, we picked up Jordan Reed late. He had those concussion issues, and he was huge for us in the last Absolutely. game yeah. um, after we lost George Kittle uh, week one. Mm-hmm. So um, these 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 moves that teams are making could be really important going down the stretch um, and into the playoffs. I mean, Des Bryant, I mean, he's picked up with the Saints, you know, boom, Achilles injury. Yeah. Um, and I thought he was going to be a really good, you know, piece for them mm-hmm. uh, with that team. So you just don't know. You never know. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and talk week three games. Guys, what games are you guys looking forward to? Will you have your eye on? Let the people know. It's all about, slap it on prime time, the Browns versus the Washington football team. Oh, my God. I'll I'll never get used to saying, by the way. Um, But, yeah, no, no, no. Um, Literally, games that I'm looking at, there's really a couple of them. Uh, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, so I'll just touch on Cowboys, Seahawks really quickly. Mm. Um, Russ is looking like MVP mm-hmm. um, early on. And I, I don't, I, it could have been. I, I wonder if we're getting a little bit of uh, – I know he hasn't won as many, but, you know, just like we got LeBron fatigue in the NBA, I wonder if cats are just tired of voting for Russ. But he's mm. he's an MVP candidate every year, so yep. Yep. I'm really wondering. But um, the game itself that I'm really looking at, Bengals Eagles, and call me strange. Um, yes, you should. One, strange. I want to continue to see the development of Joe Burrow. If yes, it's sir. Works after after sixty some passes, right? Um, <laughs> last on Thursday, but uh, it's interesting. There, there are a, there are they're going to be a pesky out. Even if they don't have a great record by the end of the season, um, if that O line can ever look like anything, anything, uh, Jesus, and, and, come on, and free up Joe Mixon as he as Burrow works out his chemistry with AJ Green because uh, he already has it there with Tyler Boyd. If he can start utilizing John Ross, some of those um, other weapons that he has, I think they're going to be really tough. And the reason it's interesting this week. Eagles are already at the dreaded zero and two. If yep. they gonna, if they have any hopes for playoffs, um, they need this game. So I, I have a close eye to see if they can do anything because the Eagles just them giving away these games. Carson went falling apart in second half. It's just a uh, Jalen Hurts. Interesting to keep an eye on. The Jalen Hurts air might be starting to. Oh my god! No, I, I heard a rumor they were piping in the booze into the uh, into the Eagle Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I definitely am looking at the Rams and Bills. Listen, Josh Allen is for real right yeah. now. This dude has been playing. Now, I mean, of course, when you bring in Stephon Diggs, that's he better. You know, you better put up some <laughs> some some numbers. Um, I mean, sixteen catches, two hundred thirty nine yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's average. Averaging eight catches a game. So Stephon Diggs is, you know, that's also freeing up John Brown and some other targets. If the Bills can get a solid running game going, they're going to be a scary team, um, especially the Patriots. We don't know what they're going to look like going down the stretch. Uh, the way Cam is running right now, he could have an injury at any given time, how, as much as he's carrying the ball. So 
look for that that Rams Bills. The Rams have also been playing well. You know, Jared Goff has been, you know, Jared Goff decent gets the job done for mm-hmm. the most part. Um uh, and they have that running back co- by committee since they don't have Todd Gurley anymore. So uh, both teams, 2-0. and So who's going to get their first loss? I'm looking at that game. And, of course, the biggest game of biggest games. Yeah. Uh, the two premier black quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Premier quarterbacks. That's right. Premier quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs <laughs> against the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams hot. Um, both teams with new faces on uh, in their rushing attack. Uh, J.K. Dobbins being inserted into Baltimore's rushing attack is scary. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has looked pretty solid for the Chiefs. Um, that's going to be a prime time. Should be a great game. I'm looking for the Ravens' defense to see what they're going to be able to do because they've been really, really good the last two weeks. So those are the games I'm looking at. Marlon Humphrey is, is just a monster. Yeah, for sure. Just an absolute monster. Um, can, can I ask a question? Who are you guys starting in Buffalo? Devin Singletary or Zach Moss? Uh, I'd probably stick with Singletary right now. That's what I'm thinking. I think it's way too early to give up on him. Even if Moss is looking good, you know, give him 10, 13 carries a game. But, you know, I I still think you got to stick with Singletary as the number one back. He damages confidence if you start doing this early. But that's the game, you know. It is the game. That's for sure. I'm interested to see the uh, Raiders against the Patriots. Uh, I, f- I feel like the the Patriots have started to find something with this offense with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He's he's really he's been really accurate. They've been able to run the ball. I was actually watching the game cast of the game last week, and I fully expected him to get to the end zone on that last play, but it yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so they're one yeah. play away from being two and zero. And the Raiders are really looking good. Uh, Derek Carr is. Looking better than Derek Carr has ever looked, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bro. You the last two years have been rough. The last two Ooh. years have been rough. He, um, I, I, he's had stretches where, yeah, I, I'll never believe in him. Yeah, <laughs> look. So that's I, I'm kind of interested to see a, a week three gets a Belichick defense. It's going to yep. be geared up for him, and then seeing once again another week of Cam getting getting comfortable in that offense mm-hmm. i really think josh mcdaniels is his his offense is really opened up in a way having a quarterback with cam's skill set mm-hmm. oh definitely yeah bill, Bel- bill, bill belichick looks like he is living his second win life <laughs> um, i don't know if i've ever seen him in a commercial before but seeing him cracking jokes in these subway commercials it's just like bill is all the way brand new post brady yeah wait t- Wait till they lose a couple games, and he's at the press conference <laughs> acting like a curmudgeon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, hey, shout out to Darren Waller. He's been playing really well, the tight end for the Oakland, well, Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's he's really been single handedly one of the reasons they've played so well. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, he had eight eight or so catches, and I believe the the week before it was double digits so yeah. he's playing really well and his story is really interesting oh, yeah really he, interesting. Hart Knox last year was really his story was really good last yeah. year uh and then I mean Josh Jacobs I mean he didn't have that great of a game yeah. uh, on Monday night but week one yeah. he was a nightmare in fantasy he's good been, lord he's been better than I thought he would be this early I thought he would need a little bit of time but he's really kind of taken over that running running back room in um Oakland and put himself in a position to be one of the top backs in the league yep if anyone that can move between the tackles is amazing, but he came up hobbled, and I think you know everything else that happened Sunday had me nervous. Mm. And so yeah, I just want I just wanted to take cautious approaches, you know, because he they kept taking him out and then kept putting him back in the game. Yeah, and so that was interesting to see. If anyone would be you know a team that needs like one receiver, yeah. Oakland would be the team like I wouldn't be shocked if they you know worked out Dez later in the year or something mm-hmm. like that because if they had one more really solid you know pass catching uh playmaker it'd be really dope if they had a guy like Antonio Brown exactly right <laughs> yeah, really dope if they could set that up I don't know if they've thought Good about Lord. that they, they should explore that yeah <laughs> so this year for NFL we're going to do something we've never done before as a as a podcast and that's some fantasy football yeah, yeah. Um, so Keith, break us down how this is going to work out. What are the rules? Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually didn't even think we were going to do that on this pod, honestly. <laughs> I was not ready. But anyways, uh, basically, normally in fantasy football mm-hmm. leagues, you have head-to-head matchups and all mm-hmm. of that. Since it's just three of us, mm-hmm. we all get, you know, a quarterback, 
couple running backs, a few receivers, tight end, kicker, defense. And it's just, you know, strict PPR, fantasy scoring, week by week, who has the highest, you know, score. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, we'll have to make some moves based on injuries, IR, all those things. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, that'll be something fun for us to do. And, uh, you know, keep it kind of competitive between the three of us. So are we going to have benches at all? We're going to have to have benches for okay. sure. And so will it be, are we just, what, one additional player at every position, or what are we thinking? Yeah, I mean, probably a total of about maybe three to five bench players, you know, okay. depending on however we want to do it. Um, you know, we can start with one quarterback, and uh, yeah, kind of go from there. Um, All right, guys, here's what I'm going to propose. We listening. won't do it on this, let's do a separate episode. Let's do it. For our fantasy draft, mm-hmm. we won't do it on this episode. Yep. So it might be... We'll talk about whether we're going to do it this week or not. But there will be another episode where we'll do our fantasy draft. Yep. And then make sure you're following us on social media mm-hmm. at 3 and one podcast. We'll be posting our scores every week. And then we'll have yeah. our records. And then we have to figure out what our what our uh, either penalty or prize is going to be at the end of the season. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that'll be good. That'll be good. Y'all want to stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be interesting. Get ready to see W stream. That's oh, my name. Wow. Out here. All right. All right. Ian, don't come up last. That's all, I, that's all I'm saying. All this, all this that's time. exactly how that plays out, though. Um, all every guy I pick is going to end up injured or Antonio Brown. Oh, boy. We'll right. see. So stay tuned. We'll have more information on that coming out soon. So let's go ahead and switch gears to the NBA. Playoffs are in full swing. We're down to our final four. Let's first talk about the Western Conference Finals with the Lakers and the Nuggets. The Nuggets just tied the series, or not tied the series, but just won game three. I don't know um, So mm-hmm. it's 2-1 Lakers right now. Um, Keith, as my fellow Lakers, I don't know if I'm a Laker. I'm a LeBron fan. So yeah. as a Shout fellow LeBron, LeBron fan, yep. how worried are you about this Nuggets team? I'm not worried, um, but y'all, I just... It's something about the Lakers playing with a lead that just bothers me. Every, and they can be up 20 points, and the next thing you, you blink, and they're, you know, down one. Like, how did this happen? You know, at the end of the day, uh, I respect Denver. They have a great player in Jokic, and they have a great player in Jamal Murray. Um, but at the end of the day, they are lacking experience. Um, and honestly, if AD just is AD, they don't have anyone to cover him. LeBron scored, I think, 15, 14, 15 points the first game, and they still won. Um, so AD is he is the answer. And on top of that, uh, our three-point shooting. I mean, for the love of God, Danny Green, can you hit <laughs> just a few for us, please? I mean, that's why we brought you here for that in your defense. So please hit a few, because uh, if they hit a few jump, if they hit a few shots, they're going to be a nightmare for Denver. So uh, I respect them, and we cannot underestimate them, or we'll lose like the Clippers did. Yeah, I am absolutely. Hey, Go ahead. Wasn't Danny Green heating up? Uh, Not last game. Like in game one or two. Game one, he had a few. Yeah. but you know. It's it's up and down. I'm I can honestly say I'm not worried. Um, for one, LeBron is one of the best players um, in terms of responding after a loss. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he downloads. I don't know what he <laughs> figures out on those off days. But they he usually comes back focused, and the team mm-hmm. comes back comes back focused. Yeah. If the Lakers play their best, Denver is good, but they can't. They don't have enough size. Playing AD at the five is a real problem for Jokic because he can't guard him. His face-up game is nearly unstoppable against Jokic. Um, and I'll, you know, give give the Nuggets a lot of credit. Jokic has take, tried to take it to AD at times, particularly in game two. Yep. Um, and he's proven himself to be a really clutch player. And Jamal Murray is, I think, better than anybody would have thought in terms of his clutch ability, hitting big, tough shots. Mm-hmm. But game three, the Lakers... Uh, their bigs only had three, re- four rebounds for the whole game. That's not happening again. Um, and I think if you secure those rebounds, the game ended up being close at the end um, after the Lakers made a run. Lakers just have to hit some shots, yes. but they really have to get locked in on defense. And since the bubble, since the playoffs, really, I've really been impressed with how their defense have been. They've been flying around, um, even doing a little light zone with the trapping and everything, and it's really been working. So if they commit to the defense, I think AD and LeBron offensively will get their shots and be able to get guys going. Um, and I fully expect them to come out and, uh, and win this series. Yeah. In five? I had a, I had a similar. I think so. I think so in five. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I was going to point out the same thing. When Jamal Murray out rebounds, AD, yeah. Dwight, JaVale combined, um, <laughs> it's, it's looking bad as far as uh, just, you know, and that says a lot about the hustle and about just how hungry Denver is. Yeah. Um, 
I know their depth has always been something that's been talked about, um, but it's, it's really showing up that these guys wanted. They are playing loose. They're playing free. They did give up a huge lead mm-hmm. uh, in, 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 in the third, uh, in the fourth quarter, um, and that should not have been the game that it was. But I think that's very telling for them. Kudos to them. I'm going to make it uh, a, a triple here. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> I think this, this sets up a really nice gentleman sweep probably because uh, I think if anybody's making adjustment and digging in, it's these Lakers. Um, AD wants to get to the finals. I know it. Yeah. Um, Dwight wants to get back. Rondo wants to get Playoff back. Playoff Rondo. Deion Waiters wants to get back. full effect. <laughs> Uh, De- um, De- Deion, I better than Kyrie, Kyrie Waiters does want to get to the finals. He can't wait to make his own game seven. Oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, no, uh, there's not not much to worry about with these Lakers uh, with LeBron at the head. Uh, you really can't, you can't, you can't be too concerned. Jamal Murray, this is nice. I'm looking for him to come up short and, and probably the next couple games. Mm. Um, that they, they, they look to lock in. I think if you let anybody go off, um, you're going to let Jokic get his. Yep. And Jeremy Grant is not going to be scoring 26 points every night. No, he is not. <laughs> no, he is not. Not at all. I, and here's the key, though. It's the second and third quarter. Listen to this. 67-41 to 41 in second, third quarter mm. in favor of L.A. game one. Game two, Denver wins it 57-53. Lakers, you know, pull out a miracle shot at the end. AD, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Or Denver may have won that game. And then game three, 64 to 48 in favor of Denver. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure the second and third quarter. In the third quarter, y'all know, you know, Golden State would always come out and just start mm-hmm. thrashing people in the third quarter yeah. after some adjustments. That's where you really make your money. Second, third quarter, take care of business. Do not let up. Don't take your foot off the gas. Keep playing the way you should, and we should take care of them. I think we got to give some credit to Frank Vogel. He's figured out the right rotation of guys for in for each series, not just playing guys because yep. he has to, especially in the Houston series yep. where you got to take your bigs off. Yep. Playing Markeith at the five was mm-hmm. unlocked a lot of things for them. And this series, yep. finding the right balance between Dwight and JaVale, yep. starting JaVale, but Dwight spending the majority of the time on Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, they figured out some stuff rotation-wise, and I'm, I'm really happy to see that these guys are buying in and not getting locked into um, I have to be the starter or I have to close the game or I got to play this role. Everybody's been coming in and playing his role. And I think that's a credit to Frank Vogel and them having confidence in him as a coach yep. and then him trusting the players to do what he needs them to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Can I just say I'm disappointed that life skin life season is clearly never going to end. Um, <laughs> between Devin Booker, between <laughs> Jamal Murray now, AD's been going off. And we'll probably get through Jason Tatum. Yeah, it's just like man, the the year. Shout out to all of my fair skin brothers out in the world. Uh, <laughs> you're doing your thing. I don't even know what to say to follow that up. So we're just gonna go to the East and talk about Unity. Miami and Boston. My Miami jumped out to the early series lead in, in Boston. Um, won Game Three. Um, this series has been. Back and forth, even though Miami seems to be in control, um, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm having a tough time calling it. I'm I'm leaning Miami just because of how they've played throughout the playoffs. They've been pretty consistent um, defensively. Jimmy Butler has been able to pick his spots. Um, the last game, they didn't really shoot the ball as well as they would like to, especially from. Um, um, Dragic and Crowder, but when those guys are hitting threes and defensively they're able to to really lock in, um, I think Boston still hasn't been able to figure them out. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, you know, if you asked me at the start of the playoffs who was my team coming out of the East, I would have said Boston. I thought, you know, when they really gelled together, I think Jason Tatum, um, Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, that's mm-hmm. one of the best back courts when they're playing well you know in the NBA um and Boston just you know Marcus Smart is just a great defender brings great energy um I thought that you know them losing Al Horford was going to be huge for him I still think it is because I think he's that one piece that mm-hmm. they had they would really yeah. uh be solid uh but it's been interesting to see like Boston's had a double digit lead in every single game and mm-hmm. has only won one uh Miami just doesn't stop they're ferocious they have three-point perimeter shooting um, that is incredible. And I think Gordon Dragic is playing 
out of his mind yeah. at point guard. That's someone who I wish the Lakers had, honestly. So, Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's just been interesting to see Boston just built this lead and just, you know, 20 turnovers game one, 20 turnovers game two, then 14 game three when they won. So Boston's got to clean it up. Um, if you ask me right now, I still think Miami would win the series because I don't think Boston was going to win four out of five after they went up, after they were down 2-0. Uh, but I'm, I'm struggling with this one, honestly. Ian, what you think? Honestly, um, yeah, I think Boston is a credit to them, and I've not been huge on Gordon Hayward mm. um, in Boston really these last couple of years. But yeah. uh, him being able to come back, and um, I think if they keep him on the bench, which they, they're, they're doing it, you know, this upcoming game, I, I really hope they keep him on the bench because I think he stabilizes uh, that second unit very well. Um, allows them a facilitator and a playmaker uh, that can that can you know level some things for them. Sure, uh, trying to shoehorn him into the starting lineup, I think, would be the death of the Celtics. And so, if they lose tonight, I'm curious to see uh, if Brad Stevens tries to make that move. I don't think he will, mm-hmm. um, but honestly, I don't think any of it matters anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Miami has just been clicking so well. Um, Bam has come up huge. Uh, not just that game-winning block, but just uh, just the overall rim, you know, uh, presence in general. Um, you know, we know Boston is undersized. It's not like they have a whole lot of rim protection. They definitely uh, brought into the small ball. Uh, you can say what you want about Daniel. Is it Tice? Tice? Tice. Yeah, you're Tice. Right. Tice. Tice. <laughs> Tice. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, you know, I, he he's been playing really well for them. But I think Miami just has the hunger. Yeah. They have the it. Um, and, and you definitely got to put Jimmy Butler right in the center of that. He, he preaches and praises his teammates so much. Uh, but from, from the standpoint of hard work and them just wanting it. And I do think that that's going to win out. I'm actually expect them to probably close out in six. Mm. Yeah. And you really got to be impressed with Miami. They've done it basically without Iguodala, who's been having some back issues. Yep. Um, it hasn't really been playing. So their rotation has even changed a little bit. Um, in this series, and they've still been able to be to win obviously two games and then be competitive in the other game. So, um, you know, I'm, one shout out I do want to give is to Kemba Walker. It's good to see him playing meaningful basketball. Um, yeah, I, got, man. I got just depressed watching him hitting step backs in Charlotte that didn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, getting to see him in you know in big time games, even though um, I believe it was game two, he just he didn't have a great game, but you saw one of those. Uh, late game step backs um, at the end when we thought Boston might pull it out. So I'm excited to see him playing basketball in meaningful minutes. Um, and Jason Tatum, this playoffs has just gone up once again, another level. Um, I mean, yeah. we're going to be talking about him as one of the superstars, one of the MVP candidates in yep. this league for a long time. He's no really developed his game. And I think, I mean, he's still young. He's, I think he still has another level to go. Um, especially on the defensive end and getting more consistent, getting to the basket. Yeah, I definitely, I don't know. I'm going back and forth in my mind. I think Miami's going to win in six, uh, but I would not. You know Miami's going to win it. I want to believe, listen, I think the series shifts if Boston wins tonight, which tonight is, you know, uh, game four. Mm -hmm. If they make it 2-2, I think Boston wins this series. I think tonight is a must win for Miami. They go up three one. Um because if not, you Boston swings that momentum. And Jimmy let's be honest, Jimmy Butler hasn't been great this series. Like he's only had one game where he's offensively, put up to, defensively, offensively, he's yes, been a menace. Correct. Good point, Malcolm. Yes. Offensively he has not been hitting shots. Um some of those difficult shots like he was making in the previous series, mm-hmm. uh he's not making this series. So um if he heats up, you know, Miami definitely will will take it. But if he struggles again and is only at that fifteen point range, Boston could really uh, start taking over momentum. Y'all know it's a game of momentum. So if if they win these, if they win two straight, I think Boston's going to win. I'm calling it right now. Jimmy Butler dropping forty in Game Four. Oh wow! And so you have Miami winning then, right? I mean, that'd be, that'd be quite the take if you said Jimmy scores 40 and they lose. That'd be I, quite I mean, good point. <laughs> it's happened. My, I mean, LeBron no, no. had 50 and yeah. they lost to Golden State Gosh. in game one. We'll never forget it. Oh, my God. So and I he, think the X factor is we see Tyler Hero keep playing like he's mm, playing. Yeah, he's playing really um, well. That has been much needed firepower for them. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that's, 
another one of mine. If you keep getting 17 and 20 games, 20 points from Tyler Hero. Duncan um, Robinson. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's absolutely. So that yeah. perimeter shooting, and yeah, like Michael said, Jay Crowder, who I can't figure out the mystery of Jay Crowder. Oh, oh, like, you can't do it. You can't bruh. figure it out. <laughs> like I feel like two years ago we were like, he can't shoot at all. He's terrible. And I'm watching him now. He looks like J.J. Reddick. I'm like, what the he heck? He is stroking <laughs> threes right now. So all, Maybe it's all about the system. Who knows? Look, I think that's – I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit as Whole well. A lot of credit. Just being able to th- – I think most people thought this team was a year away, one more guy away from being a team that could make it to this – level of the playoffs um and for them to be able to do that with this group this young group even you're looking at guys like duncan robinson tyler hero bam out of bio these guys we thought needed more time but they're coming in hitting big shots making big plays i would say in terms of this being a must-win game for miami if it was any other team i think i would feel that way but miami is so tough very tough they are not scared of anybody they're going to play their game no matter what and it starts on the defensive end for them so it's i think it's it would it, it makes the road tougher, but I'm I'm still not gonna even if they lose tonight, I still feel like Miami's in the driver's seat because they have that mental toughness and that defensive DNA. Mark my words, man. If Boston wins game four, I'm telling you, Boston will win this series. Shout out to Eric Barber, who is who is I know, he's, I know he was hurting those those first two games. He was. He was. was. He will be a lot happier <laughs> if they win if they win on uh, on Wednesday night. <laughs> All right, so uh, one more bit of NBA news. The first coaching domino has kind of fallen. Billy, Billy Donovan going to Chicago. Um, real quick on this one, guys. Good move, bad move, doesn't matter. What do you guys think? It's, uh, they should have brought Tibbs back. <laughs> no, oh, my um, God. So he, <laughs> no, so he could finish the job. So he could finish the job. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> don't, don't. Don't don't leave this undone. Zach Levine will tear his ACL uh, as soon as he wants it to practice. As, as soon as they announce the hiring, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's good. Uh, Billy, I think got a little bit of a raw deal. Yeah. I think we saw honestly the best of Billy Donovan this last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I was really excited for them moving forward, but I think once the writing was on the wall, which the writing is on the wall, Chris Paul is not coming back. Um, I, I think that that kind of made the decision for them. So high. Um, but I think that a great situation. You think about the assets. Um, Lori, is it market marking? Marketing. Yep. That, mm-hmm. uh, I said it right <laughs> for everybody listening. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Zach Levine, of course, being there, looking to see Wendell Carter, Carter Jr. But I think if we, if we saw anything from Billy Donovan, it's that he is a developer. Yep. We saw that, 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 that Florida mm-hmm. instinct and that connection kicking in really, really, really tough in the NBA. It's interesting to see, you know, just the different level of success that he seems to have in connecting with the guys on this most recent squad than the one that he took over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he first came into the league from um, that coach, Scott Brooks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's great. You're hired. For once from the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the move as well. Um, and I, it, it's really back to what you said in the development piece. Um, these young guys for this team, they have a whole lot of talent on this Bulls team. Um, but it just hasn't all clicked. I mean, this was the team – we talked about it on this podcast where they said they didn't want to practice. Basically, we practicing too much, and it was like, "Bro, y'all are terrible. Y'all, y'all need <laughs> practice. Like, y'all ain't want nothing." <laughs> right. Um, so I think Billy is a little bit more of a player's coach. Um, we saw what he did or helped to develop Sh- uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yep. Lou Dort had an amazing playoffs, yep. um, and I think that's part of the infrastructure that he brings to that team. And so I think they're going to have to make some moves as well with this roster. Sure. Is Zach Levine a part of their future? What do they do in the draft? Do they go for another guard? You know, Kobe White uh, was an All Rookie performer this year, but is he the right point guard for this team? So I think they've got, they've got some assets and some things they can do to kind of get some other pieces there to help them, um, but. Billy Donovan, I think, is, a, is the right coach for this situation. He's used to coaching college guys. This is a group of essentially college guys <laughs> that yep. he'll be coaching. Um, um, so I, I like this move. It'll just all be about the roster, the fit, and putting all of that uh, together. 
Yeah, I agree with you guys. I, I like Billy Donovan. I hated him when he was at Florida because I hated Florida at that point. Uh, <laughs> I wonder but, why. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a great coach, you know. Um, yeah, Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, he's going to be great. I mean, what he's done this season. I, I mean, of course, you got to credit Chris Paul and his leadership. Um, his his you know being able to get these young guys to play as well as they did, to be a game away from beating yeah. the Houston Rockets. Now, Houston wasn't playing great, but still, um, to make the playoffs, to, you know, be better than, you know, the Portlands of the world um, was huge for him. So I think, you know. I mean, we were talking lottery with the Thunder. We weren't talking, no joke. Yeah, we weren't talking like eighth seed. or We no. were talking about lottery. Near where Golden State would have <laughs> right. been, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, shout-outs to Billy Donovan. I think he's going to be a, a pretty solid coach in Chicago. And, I mean, now the East will be deep next year. Yeah. You talk about Brooklyn coming back. You talk about Toronto, they, they being a piece or two, or two away. Milwaukee, you know, who knows what Giannis is going to happen. But uh, Miami, Boston, it's going to be deep. But he gets the right players. Yeah. They, they could sneak in and be in that eight seed, yeah. you know? so Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to get to college football. A uh, lot of back and forth with college football. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Let's start with the SEC. They come back this week for their first games. Yeah. Um, we've been dealing with other conferences, but SEC is back this week. Yep. Real quick, guys, what teams and or players are you guys looking at um, coming into this year? Honestly, the the two that, that come to mind for me is just Mac Jones, quarterback at Alabama, mm-hmm. and then Miles Brennan, quarterback at LSU. Mm-hmm. How are those two guys going to take over, you know, the Tua uh, experiences now uh, over in Alabama? Um, his brother was, you know, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, how does Brennan follow uh, the one and only Joe Burrow? Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to say a lot. You know, the quarterback position in the SEC is critical. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two names. And then I'm looking at what LSU is going to do on defense. They brought in uh, Youngstown State uh, head coach Bo Pelini. Mm-hmm. My brother played for Youngstown State. And we did not have very good defenses. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not a good defensive coach. It just means I'm curious to see what he's going to be able to do with that defense um, as they try to, you know, repeat. So, but those two quarterbacks are definitely huge on my uh, watch list. Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to see, as far as team goes, uh, Florida. I really do want to see what's going yeah, on there. Um, but as far as quarterbacks, uh, I want to see what's going on with Kellen Mond. Mind, mind. I mean, has he been there for um, twelve years or not? I, like, good lord, like forever, <laughs> forever. And I think that's the I thing. Think he played you know, with Johnny Manziel. Like, Were they like teammates? Right. He, Hunter Renfro. He, like, that, you know, he was definitely there with him. I want to see, you know, how he does. Uh, he works as a stockbroker on the side now, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's been there forever. Um, but I do want to see, you know, they're they're bringing back a ton of guys. Yeah, and so they they have a lot of. Uh, production that's going to be coming back there so i want to see if he's going to really improve his stock if he is an nfl caliber quarterback jimbo um, I always i always like watching a&m and so I'm, I'm i'm really really curious to see what they bring to the table i'm grateful for the sec man it's just a different brand of football <laughs> so i'm looking forward to seeing those guys no shade to the games that we've seen thus far but thank you god <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Florida was a team I was looking at to uh, bring back Kyle Trask. I believe this is his senior year now. Um, when he came in last year for Felipe Franks, there were a little bit of concerns. He hadn't sure. really played. Yep. Even in high school, he played behind the Eric King. So didn't really get a lot of playing time, but he really came in, steadied that offense. Um, not a whole lot of turn- turnovers coming from him. Their wide receiver deep was uh, group was deeper last year, but they did add Justin Shorter, the transfer from Penn State, mm-hmm. former five-star recruit. Oh. Um, and they've been recruiting really well over the years. And that defense, um, they've lost some guys, but they have a lot of talent on that defense. And Ty Grantham is one of the best coordinators in the country. Yep. Um, I'm really interested to see how they turn it around in Kentucky, as well as another team I'm looking at. Mm. Um, the last few years... Um, Stoops has really had that team playing better, um, really being a threat. They've got a big game this weekend, um, early matchup against Auburn and Bo Nix. This is a year for Auburn that, you know, Alabama isn't quite what they have been. Correct. Um, This might be a year, and LSU is, you know, they've lost some guys to opting out Mm -hmm. and to the NFL. So this might be a year for them to come out of that West and really uh, put their stamp on that West division this year. 
Yeah, I just don't trust Bo Nix, honestly. Um, he's one of those quarterbacks. He, I put him in that category of like the Andy Daltons and J- mm. and Jared Goffs and those type of quarterbacks that, you know, they'll win you some games. But when you need a really big win, uh, it's going to be a struggle. So I don't know. We'll see. But he's, uh, a so- he's still young. I mean, this is sophomore year, I believe. I thought it was his junior year. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, watching him last year was not very pretty um you know so we'll see maybe he'll you know shut me up and 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 turn it around but I I agree with you this is definitely if any year for Auburn to try to make a move is it would be this year yeah this is sophomore year yeah he played as a true freshman last year so I mean I think that's why yeah okay I thought he was a sophomore (laughs) last year all right all right yeah so he's playing as a true freshman I I I think he could be one of those guys if he continues to develop could be good but the SEC I'm glad the SEC is back but not only is the SEC back but the Big Big Ten is coming back we back in October a lot of back and forth there was the health reasons and then all of a sudden there were no more health reasons so we're not going to talk about that we're just going to talk about the big 10 football we got two ohio state fans here on the pod how are you guys feeling about the big 10 making the decision to come back in october i mean here's the deal ohio state i mean they they said it they're they're going to lose like a hundred million dollars um i mean no no butts in the seats well not a hundred thousand butts in the seats you know um Everything in terms of ticket sales and uh, gear, everything. Ohio State is a well-run business. It is not a school. It is a business, but I won't get into that. Um, but other teams are, are doing it. It would be one thing if everyone decided, okay, we're not having college football. But I get the argument in the sense of why are you allowing other teams to play? Why are other conferences playing and we can't play? Uh, I was in the I was in the camp of not playing just because of COVID-19, not putting these brothers at risk. And clearly, you know, these schools are like, no, nah, we need we need to we need college football. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm at the point where let's see what happens and hope and pray that many of these guys aren't affected, aren't, you know, um, infected with this virus. Um, but if they are, you know, prayers that, you know, they'll be able to recover, because could you all imagine if someone catches COVID and they pass away or something like that happens like so you know i'm excited you know that my buckeyes are back because of course they're going to be a contender to get back to the playoff to right last year's terrible wrong Mm. when we should have beaten clemson to play against joe burrow in the championship anyways malcolm but we did beat michigan we did do that that's for sure um (laughs) but yeah that's 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 where i'm at and I'm, i'm glad they're back but i'm still concerned yeah i i joined in that chorus um i was not I was not vehemently against, but um, I definitely thought it was it was responsible the move they made. And then um, I don't know, some fairy dust, you know, some click of the heels later, and here we are. Yep. And so it's it'll be nice to see. Um, you know, I, I love college. I, I enjoy college football. And yep. whew, I'm getting to love it. Um, and definitely, I will say, kind of like how bubble ball has done in, uh, in the NBA. <laughs> Just being able to see these guys put into this uh, into this situation, I think you got about guys like uh, like Mel Tucker over there at Michigan State. You know, couldn't recruit, couldn't couldn't have spring practices, and yep. aside from the health concerns, um, I think it just gives you an opportunity to see like you know what imprint can these guys really mm-hmm. make on these teams? Mm-hmm. Them having to launch in the beginning of October into this season and, and see what it is that they can muster up, and so. I love Big Ten football. I, I love, you know, just, just the smash mouth attitude that that comes with uh, being able to to see these uh, see these guys get to play. I was not all for who was that? I think Ryan Day was like, yeah, my guys are just looking and they're like, why can't we play football? Right. I'm like, okay, okay, tone it down because I'm sure they're not staring out their window like little, you know, like little kids. <laughs> Go to school. Know, they may be. It. They may be. Man, Ohio State football is I'm, everything at the university. And I get it. And I get it. Again, I think my official stance is whoop-de-doo. I knew the money was going to win in the end. <laughs> of course. But, um, but I, like you said, man, my hope and my prayer is that there's no incident. Um, it's a little, a little different than the NFL, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you got to keep in mind, these guys do not have access to the same amount of resources personally Correct. as well. Yep. So. Universities will step in; they'll take care of things. But we we know that they have a vested interest in themselves yeah. and not taking accountability for certain things. And so, I still see the risk, and the risk is still at the top for me. But I'm not gonna say I won't be watching. 
I wonder what type of waiver they have to sign before playing this year. Like, not responsible for death. I you mean, know, like, really? seriously. I mean, we're not, yep. like, they're, they've started playing games, but there's, what, four? We have four pro- postponements or cancellations this week. Uh, the Notre Dame game got canceled because I believe Notre Dame had a bunch of positive cases and they don't have enough players to play. Sheesh. Um Florida Atlantic and I believe UCF, their game got canceled because both of those teams had issues. Um, Houston has tried to play three different games and has yet to get on the field at all. So, like, we're st- this is some of this is happening for some of these places, but we're going to see these outbreaks where people have whole position groups that can't play. Yep. Um, and mm-hmm. so that's going to be the the wild card for this season is mm-hmm. we may get to a I don't know a, a big game against Michigan and Ohio State, and then both teams got all their DBs around they can't play, and then right. we don't get that game. Yep. yep. Um, yep. So look, look, look out for me to be lining up for Wisconsin this next Right. Week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, anybody want to throw some? I don't want the scholarship. I want the money from the right. scholarship. Money. Where's Mr. Wilkins at? Get me some money. (laughs) I got my degree already, so you can just go ahead and give me whatever the prorated amount for the amount of games. (laughs) I'll take a beating for a couple games. Give me a few thousand. Jesus. So let's go ahead and talk about the games that are happening. We'll talk more about the Big Ten as we get closer. Give us some more time to get some predictions, players to watch. But in terms of week three, is this week three or week four of college? Anyway, Uh, week four of college. three, I'm fine. Whatever, yeah, whatever game this is. <laughs> what games yeah, are you guys looking are. at um, as games that you'll be watching this weekend? Man, we you kind of telegraphed it, but you mentioned Kentucky, yeah. and uh, you know I think we talked about Auburn. Auburn. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely looking forward to to getting a look at that. Kentucky always strikes me like as that that team on the fringe that I really really want to be <laughs> to be legit. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't always pan out that way. So I'm yeah, I'll be watching. Yeah. Uh, first of all, did you guys see how many fans were at the Oklahoma State game this past weekend? The, it was not. loaded. Oh, really? It was loaded in there. I, I actually like, watched some of that game. Um, yo, and I didn't. I wasn't really paying attention. I mean, they were distanced, but it. Oh, they okay. had a lot of fans up in there. I'm like, Lord Mass Jesus. Uh, both, honestly. Yeah. And that's the thing, both. It was some on, some off. But, uh, I mean, I guess outside of the, you know, um, the Kentucky and Auburn game, I think uh, Louisville had a really, you know, tough loss. You know, Deer King looks good with Miami oh, yeah. right now. They needed that quarterback bad. Real bad. So, uh, you know, Coach Martinez, I'm sure he's, you know, pretty excited to have him there. Diaz. But, I mean, sorry, Diaz, you know. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Diaz, you know. I don't know why I was thinking Blake Martinez, but anyways. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, I'm curious to see how Louisville will bounce back. They have a tough game at Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, we know it's going to be a, a dog fight. You know, um, I don't think Louisville is going to put up a whole lot of points, uh, but I'm curious to see how they rebound. And then, of course, again, I'm looking at what LSU, they've got Mississippi State at home. Mm-hmm. I'm curious yep. to see how that's going to play out, how the defense is going to look, and then uh, how Miles Brennan is going to look as well. Uh, yeah, that, that Kentucky-Auburn game has potential to be good. Um Kentucky has been one of those up and coming teams in the SEC East. They've they've kind of flirted with can they win the division? Georgia has kind of been the preeminent team mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this year. I think Florida is that team, but Kentucky isn't going to make it easy on them in in any way, shape, or form. Um, the other game I'm looking at is the Texas Texas Tech. Is Texas back? We're going to do this again every week. We back. Is Texas back? <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing we know for sure is that Florida State is not back. It is a no, they are not. Train wreck nightmare. <laughs> Head coach gets COVID. <laughs> That's terrible to laugh at. They, but had, man. they had a game where they got two or three block kicks and still lost. <laughs> Like, how does that happen? They're so bad. <laughs> like, I don't even understand. If I block three kicks, we won. We won by 10. Like, that should be. Are we won by three? No, you lost. I don't understand. The Florida State coaches, they're just rolling in their graves. <laughs> like, just rolling in Bobby their graves. Bobby Bowden is rolling over in his t- Willie Taggart is rolling over in his grave. In, in his alive state. <laughs> He's just rolling over. Where's he even at? Where's he at? I don't know if he's anywhere. Tagger, I thought he got. I thought he got a job somewhere. I, I, I hope a black man got a job. Man. I don't know. That was that Florida State situation was bad. Oh my goodness! Um, all right, so few quick hits before we leave you guys today. Primetime is back. Florida Atlantic. He's at Florida Atlantic. It, oh man, <laughs> Willie, got just win some games, please. 
Please, oh, Willie. Willie. Come on, Willie. Hey, listen, he's 0-0 right now. He, you know, <laughs> they have you know. the <laughs> We know how this ends. We're we going to be on the pod three, three months from now. Like, I hope we're on the pod talking about FAU sneaking into the playoff. Oh. Undefeated season, Willie Taggart. And FSU is dead last in the ACC. That's what I want to see. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, so, so some quick hits uh, before we leave. Um, prime time is back. He's going to be the head coach at, I believe, Jackson State, yep. HBCU. Love it. I think that's a huge deal Absolutely. for HBCUs in general, but especially in this climate. Deion Sanders has been wanting to coach. Yep. He was offensive coordinator at the high school level. He obviously bring, brings name recognition. What can we reasonably expect from Deion Sanders as a head coach? I think he's going to get some recruits that should be going to, you know, the Georgias, the Floridas, you know, with with everything that's happening in our country, you know, black people, we're trying to come together. Mm -hmm. And what a time to bring in a a guy who is going to give you energy. He's going to be a player coach. Um, And of course, they're going to be the best in that HBCU league. (laughs) That's for sure. They are going to be the best. But don't be surprised if a few three stars, four stars, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of those big name powerhouse schools lose a few of them to uh, to Jackson State, which I'd be, you know, all for, honestly. Well, first of all, um, it's unfortunate that COVID's happening, so it won't be this year but homecoming is gonna be lit at jackson state <laughs> Deion sanders on the sideline it's gonna be lit at yeah. jackson state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the sideline he's gonna be MC. <laughs> prime is gonna give all of that energy I, i'm i'm hoping that he does not struggle to make yeah. the adjustment i mean yeah. you know he's he's not new to uh you know to the coaching situation uh but head coaching is, is a different a different ball game yep. and so um i'm hoping that he he transitions well from being the personality the face of and trying to you know push these young guys to be great and uh i, I think that's the main thing i just want to see him have success i know that he's gonna have the best sound bite in college <laughs> football bar none yep. um but you want to see success like we talked about you know it's it's already uh, uphill battle for black men. Yeah, uh, trying to secure is. these jobs, trying to get the respect of these um, athletic directors, mm-hmm. universities, and yep. then trying to be able to be left alone to imprint what it is that they bring. And for so sure. hopefully his pedigree and his years invested in the game will afford him an opportunity that can kind of uh, uh, really, you know, blaze a new trail uh, for black men in, in college football. But I'm look- I'll be on the lookout for prime. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key coaching staff, coaching staff, yep. he needs a good, solid coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're a younger coach, that having those good people to be out in the field recruiting and then the people on the field that you trust to run each each aspect of your team is so important. Yep. Um, and what can they afford? Right. You know? That's yes. the other thing. Yeah. Um, I heard. And I'm really, know, I'm, go ahead. No, I'm just glad I, he was talking about how he uh, will be coaching this year and mm-hmm. how he, he passed up some jobs. I'm glad that he did. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I didn't want him, I would, I would hate for him to come in the first year and have all the disadvantages that Corona has brought. Yeah. I mean, there, there were reports coming out that he was going to hire Warren Sapp and Terrell Owens, and uh, Dion quickly said that is not true. <laughs> that would be, first of all, if that happens, I want a Jackson State hard knocks because I want to be in that oh, <laughs> those yeah. locker room For conversations. Sure. For uh, sure. T.O. out there running routes. Uh, on his, I was going to say, Pete, is T.O. not still trying to get back in the league? Bruh, he still hasn't retired. There it is. He still hasn't retired. Ocho Cinco, yeah, man, I guess he, he could get on the team too then. I mean, Sheesh. look. Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis should go to Jackson State, be the defensive coordinator. Don't be shocked. You heard it here first, kids. D coordinator. <laughs> Definitely not no head coach. Hugh though. Jackson, OC. Let's just do it. HBCU, DBU will probably be Jackson State, though. That's for sure. DBU. Oh, man. They're going to they're gonna get some recruits. People love Dion. Yep. He's going to be great. Absolutely. In the recruiting, meeting kids. They're going to, yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Yep. Um, all right. Last real quick hit. I don't even know how to even bring this up. Y'all, Michael Jordan is involved in NASCAR. I don't know <laughs> what to do with this. 2020 has been the weirdest year ever. So weird. Michael, Michael Jordan is going to have a NASCAR team with Denny Hamlin, who's, I believe, a current driver. And Bubba, Bubba Wallace, Wallace, the only black driver, is going to be the first driver. I don't know how to process this, guys. Help, help me. Help me, guys. 
You know, Michael Jordan is just trying to dabble in things to make himself feel, you know, important. He's already important in the basketball realm. And, you know, many black people didn't love him because he didn't always stand, you know, against certain things that were taking place. But but Keith, Republicans buy sneakers, too. I, yeah, all, all sneakers matter, right? You know, anyways, um, but, you know, he's oh just my God. He's dabbling. He's dabbling in many things right now, I guess, you know, making huge, you know, donations of money to what black lives matter i believe or some other things yeah. that he's done he's trying i guess you know that's all i gotta say what? honestly <laughs> he's trying i guess um <laughs> yeah, i i am uh i am one million percent at a loss for words <laughs> I, I, I don't know <laughs> Apparently he's been trying to do this for like fourteen years, oh and I understand, you know, the the the, the pioneering. Listen, um, we all have our circles that we run in. You know, we are avid sports fans. Some people are avid agricultural lovers, and so on and so forth. There's, I don't know. I guess NASCAR is a sport. I should have, I should have wrote that in. Uh, for all the car lovers out there, of NASCAR people. Um, I hope you love it. Um, I cannot wait to see uh, an infinite line of uh, every driver is going to drive number 23. Oh, um, oh or, or 45. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, uh, shout out to, to MJ and this thing that he's doing. I'm, I'm excited to see him. <laughs> now, I have, a, I have a preconceived notion that he'll never win anything, and I need to lose that. Oh, Hopefully he puts together a quality team. It's just I have the stain of his NBA ownership mm. that I have to battle with. Haven't uh, won many yeah. things there, Ian. They've been to the playoffs, but that's about it. And like you said, Kimball almost, almost wasted away. Almost, we had to rescue him. He from almost the- died. <laughs> right. Shout out to MJ. Man, look, all I want to know is, are they going to make some NASCAR Jordans? Like, <laughs> is Bubba Wallace going to be a Jordan brand athlete now? Of course, is, he's going to be. Like, I want I want to get like a Jordan brand like NASCAR outfit. Like, get one of the NASCAR onesie situations. Um, I, y'all, I don't know what to do with this. I really don't. I I just have this image of like Michael Jordan in his Jenko jeans sitting in the stands around all these white people with Confederate flags <laughs> and, and Miller lights, and Michael Jordan just looking confused. Like, why did I do this? Why am I here? <laughs> He gonna make some money though. Somehow I he mean, gonna make some look, money. I want to know who the sponsors is gonna be. Jordan probably. Yeah, Jordan of brand. course, the Jordan brand. Yeah, that's that's all they Jordan need. Brand. I better see some black people in that pit crew. I know that. MJ that will be interesting. Yeah, I don't want to look over there and see Bubba Wallace and a whole bunch of white people. No, I want to see the brothers. I want to see everybody. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not that MJ has ever denied his blackness, but he definitely never leaned on uh, it. Right. For... So I don't think we'll be seeing uh, Sweet Baby Ray sponsoring. Uh, <laughs> Sweet. Baby you don't want to drive the KFC truck? I, I, I is that what? Never, never mind. Colonel <laughs> <laughs> Sanders would. Uh, I'm sure he would fit his way on there. Oh Jesus! All right, y'all. We've got we've gone over the hour mark. Go us. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and do our favorite part of the show, and that's our parting words. Ian, will you lead us off with your parting words for tonight? They say a setback is a setup for a comeback. I am just overwhelmed. Just grateful to be back. Listen, man, it's been a tough year. Uh, we've all been, you know, faced with having to be shut in and having to be deprived of everything. But hopefully, like me, you've taken this time, decided to focus on the things that really matter like the Cleveland Browns. We are back like the first time. We are out here ready to avenge last season. No more for the But here we are uh, looking like a big boy team making big boy decisions. I'm so excited to be able to share this with you all. 2020 is not lost. Woo! Wow. Ian hits you with the pivot. I don't know. How, how do you he just hit us with the pivot? I didn't know what to expect. All right, Keith, give us your parting words. Uh, man, I, I guess I hate to go dark, but uh, 
I guess we we need to be praying for the city of Louisville and uh if you weren't going to do it I was going to do it yeah, so I'm glad you did. You know, the city of Louisville and you know the family of Breonna Taylor like it's just so unfortunate that um you know we have to continue to experience this and and honestly the truth is that many black people we were expecting this to happen. Um it would have been a shock to us for them to for these officers to have been convicted. Um so you know I'm just praying that Louisville doesn't burn to the ground but some may say that that's necessary. Um but yeah all of you all in Louisville, if you're listening, we're praying for you. Please stay safe, as safe as possible, um, and uh, pray that the Lord uh, will bring us through this. Amen. Yeah. If Keith was going to do it, I was going to do it. So justice for Breonna Taylor. Good still, Lord. We're still waiting. Still waiting. Um, my parting words go toward actually the ladies of the WNBA. Um, in terms of athletes and social justice, you know, they're not always on TV or on the bigger big networks or on prime time, but they have really been out front, even maybe even more so the NBA guys talking about social justice. So I want to shout out to them, what they've been doing in their bubble as well. Um, and special shout out to Maya Moore, who not only was fighting for justice, but put her money where her mouth was in. Um, Are you going to say what she did? Well, <laughs> I'm about to say what she did. She took, now two seasons off to fight for justice um, for this gentleman who was wrongly accused, I believe, of murder, uh-huh. um, and then apparently fell in love and got a man. Um, and so apparently, yeah. like, apparently, it all started with uh, I guess she was doing prison ministry when she was eighteen. Um, that's how they first got connected, and it became romantic. And she fought for his release, got him released, and now they're married. So. I mean, shout out to Maya Moore. Like, look, you want to talk about somebody who put it all on the line? She really, <laughs> she really did. Um, Risk it all, baby. I mean, oh, look, find, every, brothers, find you a Maya Moore. You know, that's gonna fight for she's you. Not, and she's not bad looking. Dude. I mean, I don't want to talk about her appearance like that, but yeah, no, she ain't bad looking, right? Either. You know, so and she and she can ball. So she can ball. Like, you know, she got some. She got a little money. You know, I just Lord, please let this work out. I don't, Lord, I just, please, I, Jesus. <laughs> Like, I just don't want to hear no like yeah. a year from now. Yeah, we really didn't know each other. Like, really? I mean, mm. he um, is who he's, he is. Who I thought he was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh lord. Uh, I think that's all Hello, we can. Shout out to <laughs> I think that's all we can stand for today. Oh, it feels so good to be back with the three in one podcast. I've missed these guys. I've missed this music. So from Cleveland, Ohio. International Ian Morgan. Speaking love. Thank you. <laughs> I hate it when you do that. <laughs> and now in the capital city of Columbus, by way of Cincinnati, Keith Turner Jr. Joe Burrow, let's get on that. Let's get on that win win column this week. I believe in you. And you know who it is. It's your boy, Malcolm Morgan, here in the capital city of Columbus, Ohio. This has been the three in one podcast, season three premiere. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next time. Be back. And real quick before we lose you guys, be on the lookout for our fantasy football draft. It will be coming. We'll let you know when it's going to happen. Peace out.